0: Hello listeners, Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, include it with Prime. Welcome to Missing in Canada, an ongoing series by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello listeners, and welcome back to Nighttime's Missing in Canada. In this episode, we're going to again remain in Hamilton, Ontario, for my continued coverage related to the disappearance of 23-year-old mother of two, Emily Bailey. In our prior episode, we met with Ben Bailey, Emily's brother, who gave us a different point of view of Emily's disappearance. However, in talking to Ben, just like in talking with Emily's mom, Lori, in the prior episode, the events, the people, and the places that immediately surround Emily's disappearance were obscured by so many unknowns. Well, I think they're about to clear up somewhat. Shortly after the release of that prior episode in this series, I was contacted by a close friend of Emily's named Nikki. Nikki explained that she may be able to fill in some of the many blanks related to Emily's last known whereabouts, and possibly shed some light on the circumstances related to her disappearance. As you'll soon hear, Nikki was one of the last people to see Emily, She was polygraphed by Hamilton police, and she provided investigators with some disturbing information regarding the man she last saw Emily with. Tonight we're going to get into all of that. In this episode of Nighttime, I'll be joined by Nikki to discuss the still unexplained disappearance of her friend Emily Bailey. Let's start with this, Nikki. Tell me just a bit about you and your life. Who are you?
1: Um, I'm a steel worker at Orlick Industries. Um I'm also a groundskeeper, groundsman for um DJ Tree services. Uh, that's pretty much my life. I was a bartender, I was doing three jobs, but it's not humanly possible. I continue three jobs, so um I did bartending for a lot of years too.
0: Yeah, were you bartending around the time of Emily's disappearance, like at near New Year's?
1: Um yes I was.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. let's let's get to your connection to emily how my understanding is she's quite a bit younger than you how did how did you connect how did you become friends with emily
1: um actually it was at the bar um my niece introduced me to her mm-hmm. she was just like in between having harper and getting pregnant with kinsley mm-hmm. so about three and a half years ago almost four years ago
0: okay so you just say. you just met kind of through the bar as as yeah
1: with me. And we just clicked and yeah Mm -hmm. uh it was like having an an adopted niece sort of thing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and you say you clicked like how uh, tell me a bit about your relationship like what kind of relationship would you have with with emily
1: she would come over every day we would just chill watch netflix watch you know fuller house um i don't know just she, she was comfortable here she wasn't stressed out here she wasn't i guess she would say upset or um disappointed with what was going on in her life or whatever the case she was free here she could just be herself Mm -hmm. do whatever she wanted to do just eat my food sleep on my couch didn't matter
0: yeah and uh (laughs) like i know she she had a period of time where she was like somewhere between homeless and like coach surfing was she like living with you or was it just the kind of thing she'd just show up and hang out for a while
1: she would just show up she would hang out i knew when she was tired she would crash on my couch she would for 18, sometimes 20 hours. And I would just let her, because I knew she was going through some shit, and I just didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be the one to put her out there and say, no, you can't stay on my couch, or whatever the case. She was always welcome. She Mm. was pretty much here most of the time when she was living, well, when she was homeless or living in a tent, she was here 90% of the time.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And would your relationship with her, would you describe it more as, like, two friends, where you were kind of like, open and hanging out and really casual or was there any kind of like just where I'm just thinking we're, you, were you a bit older than her and stuff was there any kind of motherly kind of thing happening like would or, or um, like how would you describe
1: I would, that I say motherly thing I would say more of a I yes, I definitely wanted to protect her mm-hmm. definitely but I'm not in a motherly kind of way I think more
0: like a cool I didn't aunt- want to see
1: her go down the path that most of the people I knew went down mm-hmm. and she was headed that way so I think I could just kind of wanted to keep her close to, I guess, hopefully lead her the right way, but mm-hmm. nobody can tell anybody what to do. So it's just a matter of hope. I
0: guess. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. And you say um, yeah. you didn't want to see her go down the the road other people you knew had went down. So you, you were well aware of kind of the struggles and the trouble she was having. How would I yeah. would like maybe talking about the months leading up to her, her disappearance, yeah. what kind of shape was she in? Like how, how bad was it? And were you, were you concerned for her, you know, in this period of time, say like, you know, like October, November, December, January, but prior to her disappearance.
1: So like, I would say probably August, September to early, early October, I was very concerned for her well being, not so much her, but her, the safety. Um, 'cause of the guy she was with, the guy she was dating. He was very physical with her all the time. Oh. And it was it was just dangerous. It was toxic. It was that was when she gave um Colleen Kinsley. It was around that same period. Mm-hmm. Um and then um after October she met my well, I guess you would technically call him my brother in law. And he kinda helped her out, brought her in and I think she was, she was doing way better. She was way happier, mm-hmm. but um, I just don't think she was where she wanted to be. Like, she wanted to just go to school. She wanted to go to work. Um, drugs obviously were a factor, um, but the drugs weren't as bad as people think they were. Like it's, it wasn't like when she would come to my house, she would go days without doing any kinds of drugs, days. Mm-hmm. And then. When she was out, that was her choice. I I don't know whatever she did, but yeah, well, I know she did, but it was her choice what she did when she did it. Um, her physical well being, she was healthy. She ate all the time. She never stopped eating. Um, yeah, I don't really think in the last two months she was having some issues. I guess she never really talked about it. Um, I don't really know where the Sadness was coming from because when she was around me, she was so happy and energetic. And she was so happy to be hanging out with Jeff. And, and I don't know, like when she left her new year, she was super excited to go hang out with Jeff and spend years with him.
0: And and, and Jeff he, is um because I've heard Jeff de- is
1: the guy that she's staying with after October.
0: Yeah, okay. And was in you said staying with I've heard it described that she was involved with a guy right after her disappearance. Was it like a romantic relationship, her
1: and Jeff? It, it was. It was more of a. I'm not gonna lie. It's more of a sexual thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't really a committed relationship. It mm-hmm. was just fun, I guess. Okay. Um, like I said, he he wanted to help her out and try and get her back on track, get her started in school and whatever. He she had a couple job interviews he took to, um, but nothing ever escalated from it. So. Okay. All
0: right. Um, um, so now, leading up to. So we talked a little bit about her going from, uh, I guess you, the reading between the lines I'm hearing, like sort of an abusive relationship before. Super abusive, yeah. Okay. And then... Into this situation where she was closer involved with Jeff, uh, nothing serious, but she was kind of working towards getting on the right track. Did yeah. Did you see any like difference in her leading up to New Year's when she was last seen? Like, th- th- was there anything going on out of the ordinary that concerned you or seemed odd?
1: See, that's just it. She was perfectly fine around me. um I don't know if it was an act or a show, or she was just not didn't want to be upset around me. But she was every time she was here, she was perfectly fine she was happy she was you know they were always going out to do something or go for dinner or they were gonna go um I guess he had roommates or whatever downstairs they were gonna go hang out with them for a couple hours and like it just she never seemed disappointed or upset that where she was in her life was not where she wanted to be she always seemed comfortable Mm. I don't know. It was strange because when I was watching her TikTok videos, and she just seemed so just dis- like distant and upset about something. But I'm thinking maybe because I know her ex was still in contact with her for a little while, and she did see him a couple times after she moved in with Jeff. I don't know if that could have been it, but he definitely, definitely didn't seem that way around me or anybody I know. Actually, like that in my little group of people, they said the same thing. They're like she was always so happy. I'm like, oh. Hmm. And so I don't understand these videos. I don't understand why people say she was so depressed all the time because she really wasn't. It hmm. really wasn't at all.
0: This um, ex boyfriend that was that was abusive. Um, yeah. ha- are you? Do you know? Like, uh, what? What's the story with him? Or what do you know about him? And and do you know if he was involved with her? You know, leading up to to January when she was last seen, would he have been in kind of in the um, picture
1: then? As far as I know, the last time they spoke was in October, like just after she moved in with Jeff, they spoke a couple times. And he was physical with her once when we tried to go and get um, the rest of her clothes from the tent. Um, I was in the truck waiting for her and she came out and she was crying and she had a black eye, like instant, it was brutal. Um, he was. Um, they were together for a year and a half. They got together when she was pregnant with Kinsley. And, um, everything was okay in the beginning until I guess the drugs started and he did different drugs than her and just became very, um, possessive, controlling and aggressive with her. And he was very, what's the word I'm looking for, angry Mm -hmm. all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And... The opportunity arose actually when they move, got moved into a hotel um, from the city or whatever because it was getting cold outside. The opportunity arose for me to get her the hell out of there. Well, I did because I didn't want to see it happen anymore. She only spoke to him a couple times after that. Wow. Well, but okay. he, um, he got physical in front of Kinsley once, and I pretty much told him, "Touch her again, and you know the cops are going to deal with you this time." Because she's not calling on you. Nobody else is calling on you. I'm going to call on you. Mm. And he never talked to me after that. Um, I think she might have been a little bit upset with me over that. But that got old quick. Because he was out of the picture. So okay, okay, But as far as I know, he was out of the picture. I'm not a thousand percent for sure on that. Because mm. like I said, she's got this different image on TikTok and wherever else that.
0: Shows something different so Mm -hmm. okay Um, well now let's get up to you and what I find um I'm really excited to talk to you about this aspect of of her story is when when you read about Emily or in talking to the different people that I spoke to very little is really known about the days right around New Year's where she was last mm -hmm. seen but you were right in the mix then so maybe tell me about kind of the last times you saw her and kind of what was going on where she was where she was going what she was talking about so maybe give me like your memories of the time right around her disappearance
1: so Christmas Eve um, is my birthday and oh. she never forgot my birthday she would always come over um, she came my Christmas Eve she seemed fine she seemed happy she was really hoping that she could spend Christmas with her family and not even tears mm. that was like her wish for the year mm. and um, That was kind of, like, depressing for me because it shouldn't be that way. Um, But, yeah, she was super excited about Christmas. Um, She didn't really say much other than, actually, that day it was about me, so she didn't really say much Mm -hmm. other than anything, just she was excited about Christmas. And then she came by on the 28th or 29th, a couple days later. That's when we did her hair. Mm -hmm. Um, again, because she had done it green. Yeah, actually, I, I I've, green. I've
0: I've seen posts and mentions that one of the last things she was known to do was have her hair done. So what's the...
1: Yeah, we did our hair all the time, different colors, pink, blue, purple, <sighs> orange, green, all the time. Um, and I had just done mine green too. Okay. So we just, to, I guess for New Year's or whatever, we just redid it and so they were done properly. And that's what we did on the 20th or 29th. And yeah, we had a good time. She stayed for dinner, actually. I think we went, we ordered chicken wings from the Firth and she can eat. Let me tell you, she can eat. She's definitely um, not a cheap date. I'll say that much. (laughs) But yeah. And then New Year's Eve, she was at my house, but she was sitting here for about 25 minutes. They stopped in on their way back to Jeff's place and so
0: so and just so i understand so jeff was again was the guy she was staying with that had yeah. this kind of casual relationship she was yeah. on new year's eve she was coming from somewhere i don't
1: know where she was coming from mm-hmm. but i know when she got here they weren't here long they were only here like 25 minutes jeff spoke with his brother for a few minutes and then i was to chatting with emily and she said they were supposed to be going home and just hanging out but then they were invited out but they weren't sure if they were going out and that was pretty much the gist of it. I wish her happy New Year's and she left.
0: As so New Year's Eve is typically a time where people are, you know, living it up and partying. What was kind of the, what was, was that what was going on with them?
1: Um, no, she just wanted to go home and just like hang out with him. Like she just, I don't know, she wasn't really into, I wasn't either really. I was laying on the couch and it was 10.40. Okay. Like it just wasn't a New Year's that I wanted to be all over the place. Um, yeah, she, no, she was just super excited about going home. Mm -hmm. like yeah we're just gonna go home chill maybe have a couple drinks we might go we were invited to a party but don't know if we're gonna go and and that was pretty much the gist of it and um i actually gave my dvrs to the investigators and detectives to prove this whole story or whatever because everybody's telling me that it didn't happen and she wasn't here so um yes that 100 percent happened Your
0: DVR is like from your home, like security system or something?
1: Yep. Everything right up from like, I think it was like October they asked for. Wow. Yep. And I gave them October right up until the, I think it was the 9th when they asked for the 10th.
0: Wow. So th- so this situation with her stopping in with Jeff momentarily for 20 minutes or whatever yep. on New Year's is this the last time you see her? Or do you see her after that?
1: This is the last time I seen her. Um I called her a cab at 10:39 and they got in the cab and they went back to his place and that was the last time the cab driver seen them and that was the last time I seen. Her.
0: Wow. Do you and you know, uh, uh, in learning about Emily, I've had a hard time really placing what her last sighting was. Do you know where the trail goes from her leaving? As, like, As far as you know the story, what happens after she leaves your place and goes with Jeff?
1: I have no idea. I don't know. Some people are saying she was seen at Kenworth and Barton. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm honest to God from 10.39 that night till she said she was going to Jeff's and she got to Jeff's according to the cab driver. That was the last I would heard of anything from her. Wow i there was where this party was I don't know on weir Street jeff lived on Weir Street mm-hmm. so I'm trying to kind of trying to figure out maybe they she just had like drinks with jeff at his house or mm-hmm. was there another house on Weir street that they were going to a party to? I have no clue wow. she really just wanted to go home and hang out and have a couple drinks with him so
0: yeah um as far and,
1: as I know that's a- yeah go ahead.
0: and i I don't I can't recall how you brought it up earlier but with but Jeff was he a friend of yours before he got with together with Emily he's
1: my boyfriend's brother okay yeah
0: all right so I'm assuming you've been in touch with Jeff since Emily's decision I have
1: not he's actually been incarcerated since um, the very first week of April
0: oh really okay
1: yes
0: yeah. um are you able to say
1: completely different reasons different reasons just yeah.
0: I'm Aaron Habel of Generation Y, and with me is Jack Luna of Dark Topic. We'd like to introduce you to Marooned, a new podcast that's sure to capture your attention. Tales of the catastrophically lost are what we have to offer. Hikers swallowed by the woods. Explorers discovering nothing but destitution. True crime calamity. Oddities of harrowing human experience. It's a museum of misadventure. So pack a lunch. Subscribe to Marooned wherever you find podcasts. We are waiting. Please hurry. Are you concerned what with Jeff's version of the story as to what happened? Or like, is he someone that um, you... Had- Jeff
1: has never given me a version and I've never asked him for one because I do have issues with um, some of the things surrounding the few days after, um, which I've already brought up to the detectives as well. Um, but I think um, personally, in my opinion... Um, investigating needs to be done a little further when it comes to um, the whole situation. So when she first went missing, they went right to his house,
0: right to Jeff's house. They
1: found out where he lived. They went right to Jeff's house. They went right to his house and they're like, can we search your house? And unfortunately, unfortunately, and I vouched for this and so did the hospital. He had just gotten released from having surgery done in both his hands. and He had COVID. Mm. So he said to them, like, I can't let you in right now. But if you let me step out or whatever, I can take you to where she was supposed to go the day she left my house. Um, you just follow me in my vehicle or whatever. Right. Um, and then whatever, you can come back in three to five days and you can check like, but you can have somebody stay watch or whatever, like whatever, whatever you need to do. I just can't let you in my house right now because I have COVID Oof. and they didn't believe them. And then we had to get all this kind of weird paperwork and stuff done and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then yeah i um, i don't know i just i'm not pointing blame i'm not placing blame on anybody but i think um more needs to be done in the forensic and or search type mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I had, just have a bad feeling, and I have since the very beginning.
0: Yeah, and, and said,
1: I don't get along with Jeff, so I never really have.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> can you? Why? Why do you think you don't get along with him? Like, what's the difference? I don't
1: know. I've been with his brother for eight years, and he just never really clicked. Okay, he's not my type of person. He's not. I don't know. He's very friendly and outgoing, but he's just not my type of friendly and outgoing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, you, you had said there was something that happened in the days after her disappearance that led to, you know, a, a further rift between you and Jeff. What, can you tell me what that yeah, was? Yeah,
1: um, he hurt his hand mm-hmm. somehow. Um, and when him and Dean came back here from milling, because um, Dean owns his own, Dean's the boyfriend, he owns his own tree business, um, when they were done milling, Jeff and him had come back here and Jeff was just running around here, like crying in pain that his hand hurt so bad. And I'm like, why does your hand hurt? He's like, I cut it. I think it's infected. So I checked his hand and he had like this cut on his hand, weird. He said it was from sharpening the chainsaws and he did it a couple of days prior and his entire arm was white and you could see the red in his veins. So I knew the infection had spread. And I'm like, you need to go to a hospital. You need to go now and get this checked and whatever. And um, I actually contacted the detectives and told them. And they questioned me about what it looked like. Was it fresh? Was it still bleeding? Was it dry? Was it blah, blah, blah. And that was when I kind of went, you know, something ain't right about this.
0: Okay. Because this would have been days after she disappeared. He has a large. This was
1: on like the third or the fourth. Wow. Or, no the fifth he went to the hospital but this happened on like the second or the third or something or the first or the second we don't know it was three to four days prior to when he went to the hospital
0: wow okay. that's all i know yeah wow no
1: um but in the last year and a half he's lost his wife and his kids and wow. he's on the verge of losing his house um because of being incarcerated mm-hmm. um he's just i don't know in, in the last like couple of months he's just Went on a downward spiral, and I don't know, um, like um, like stealing and stuff from stores and whatever, okay. and blah blah blah, and like and stuff like that. But there's so much of it that, like, they're wanting like two years out of them. Wow! So it, yeah. It, it's, in the, um, what
0: is the age difference between him and Emily? Is he an older man? Ten years. Okay.
1: Ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily's twenty-three, and he would have been he he just turned thirty-four in April
0: okay all right um,
1: yeah.
0: wow well that's that's eye-opening because this is again this is the stuff where when you read about her story it's it's so vague as far as what was happening in her life and yeah. i get just by talking to you i got a better sense of kind of what was surrounding her at least at at this yeah. period of time and do you have like do you have she's been gone now for you know four four and a half months do you have an opinion yeah. on where she may be or what may have happened. I, I know it's quite a mystery.
1: You know what? To be 100% honest with you, I am clueless. I have wrapped my brain around this almost daily. I've let, I've sat in my HR office with my um, my human resources lady numerous times just crying because I can't figure out how she went from being, oh my God, it's New Year's, I'm going to celebrate New Year's, with Jeff. we're going to have a good night to nothing i messaged her when jeff cut his hand and like did you see what happened to jeff's hand and nothing There was no response she didn't see it view it nothing and then i was just like what the hell like did i do something wrong or yeah i don't i don't know i have no idea
0: Hmm. yeah okay because i'm forgetting then because when you saw his hand cut days after she was last known to be seen she wasn't yet reported missing so you wouldn't have known no How did you find out she was missing, do you recall?
1: Brandon called me. Um, the Kinsley's dad. Okay. And he was like, when was the last time you talked to Emily? And I said, New Year's Eve. And he said, I talked to her New Year's Eve. And then I think he said he talked to her like late New Year's Eve. And then then that was the last time he spoke to her, but he had tried to get a hold of her numerous times because they were really close mm-hmm. um, in the last like five or six months anyway. And um, he's just like, you don't find it weird that you haven't heard from her? I'm like, sometimes she goes MIA. She just like disappears for a couple of days and won't talk to me. Like, we're not like best, best friends. She doesn't need to call me every day. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, it's just weird because I talk to her every day. I'm like, I usually do too. And the last time I spoke to her was New Year's. I messaged her a bunch of times on Facebook and through text message on her text app, nothing. She hasn't responded at all. And that's when he called her mom Her mom said that she missed her visit. And then he called Colleen, his mom, and she said that she missed her visit with her too. And she never, ever missed her visit with her kids. ever. I drove her to most of them. So she never missed her visit.
0: Wow. That's Uh, when
1: things got weird.
0: Yeah. And again, you had messaged her days prior and and you said she didn't see it. So like, you know, like in instant messaging, you'll often see if someone viewed your message. So this message you sent her on, I think you said like the fourth or fifth yeah. There was when, ne- whenever his
1: hand happened, or when I took him to the hospital, I think it was
0: fifth okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, So it it remains a mystery, and and are you involved at all in like in the search? Because what I'm, and by the search I should say maybe more so the investigation, because you seem to be one of the few people who are kind of closely involved or with with the people who surrounded her just prior to her disappearance. Where you you know, and you were right in the mix as this happened how involved in the investigation are you and do you talk with the investigation well, i've office?
1: been questioned and or interrogated five times now by five different detectives really okay um, yeah i've given the same statement to all five um i even had a polygraph or an 11-year polygraph detective who turned detective whatever um question me too um he's like, like I. Gave them everything I could. I gave them absolutely everything. And as far as I know, they're done. They they finally stopped. Mm-hmm. I missed like six days of work because of these people, these detectives. And they're just, they were driving me nuts. I'm like, what more do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing else I can give you. I understand that. Yes, I have my DVRs. You guys have seen. She was here all the time. And yes, she was a big part of my everyday life like she would even come hang out at the bar with me and just drink water all day long just just, just sing karaoke at nine o'clock like he was here all the time and for me to give them everything they literally everything they have already is because of me and like i've given them the truck that was a whole situation i don't even really want to get into but i will if i have to Mm -hmm. um uh the place out in alberton there's no place out in alberton the place in dunville yes i gave them the address for that so they could go to the search and it, it just i don't know i i i'm pretty much the only person they're investigating mm-hmm. because there's really nobody else there's like not investigating but questioning
0: mm-hmm. yeah because
1: i really knew pretty much everything right up until she was disappeared
0: yeah in this quite mm-hmm. like so that you've had some pretty intense questioning often as you just yeah. described what, what are they asking you about other than you know when did she come when did she leave on new year's what was she doing they
1: asked me about um jeff and dean's property in alberton which they don't have um i've been with him eight years and there, that, i didn't even know that place existed until we seen it on facebook mm-hmm. um then they asked me about where they did their milling in dunville because there's a big property out there and um jeff had been seen coming back and forth from there in the past couple of days which would have been the first week of january um because he was doing milling Um, and
0: milling for a layman that's cutting down trees and sawing them into boards right
1: that's yeah that's the board part of it that's where they cut it into boards then they lay it flat they paint the ends and they dry it for like a year and then they can sell it as tabletops or whatever the case right
0: yeah i got you okay
1: yeah Okay. And and, um, and
0: Jeff, who Emily was more or less with at the time of her disappearance, yeah. works with your your partner in milling.
1: Yeah, I, um, see, my my boyfriend he works full time um, as a plumber, like he's in the plumbers union. Mm. But on the weekend, he does his uh, tree business.
0: I understand. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they had a lot yeah. of it. So it sounds like the questioning of you that they were giving was more to find out every detail of.
1: Uh, Yep. of
0: where Jeff would have been. So, is yep. it like the I guess it's pretty safe to say from your point of view the investigators seem very interested in Jeff?
1: Yes. Um <laughs> they did. But what didn't get me was why haven't they done a search of his house yet? Mm-hmm. Why haven't they done a forensics check of his house? Why haven't they done a forensics check of his vehicle? His vehicle was impounded, so it wouldn't be that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but there's so many things that i think they should have done that they haven't done yet Mm -hmm. um yes they went out to dunville they went out to the address that i gave them and they did a complete search was like i guess 25 whatever police officers a bunch of canine dogs they did a whole entire search out there (laughs) as far as i know nothing came back and um yeah i think um, (laughs) i think they didn't do enough in terms of Actually checking his property out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like I, I just I don't think they did enough.
0: Yeah. It, you know, you said right there or earlier that you don't want to get into it, but the truck is something that yes. like whatever truck that surrounds her story that comes up a lot and it's often mentioned such that the average person who reads a story a news article about emily is likely left thinking that it has something to do with this weird suspicious truck that was she was involved okay. in what is the so story?
1: jeff's truck got impounded on november 28th
0: mm-hmm.
1: or 26th of 2021
0: so a couple months before um, her disappearance yeah yes
1: and he did not get his truck back out until like february So, when my boyfriend was home, he would borrow his truck. Now, Jeff has a 2018 GMC Sierra. Dean has a 2008 GMC Sierra. Both black. Dean's has a cap. Jeff's doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, So, if there was any confusion or issue with the truck, which Dean's truck has already been possessed, repossessed, and checked, and... Sweet and whatever, um, <clears throat> because of this. Um, and that came back with nothing. Um, but this black truck, yeah, that would be my boyfriend's truck. A hundred percent. If that's what they're going towards, like why is she involved with this big, big black truck? They both drive big black trucks, mm-hmm. but Jeff's was on in the impound Like when they showed the video or whatever of this is the vehicle that. And when he was last seen in, okay, if that was the vehicle, that's neither one of their trucks. So that's like, I don't even know why the whole bottom is rusted out. Their trucks are in perfectly good condition mm-hmm. and there's no rust on either one of them. And I don't know, like I, I 100% vouched for him on that. And I would, and I would a thousand times over again mm-hmm. because no, it wasn't his vehicle. And yes, he was borrowing Dean's vehicle, but it's already been brought into
0: the, the forensics and there's been nothing so okay but so the the way i understood it is there was there wasn't a specific incident where it's like we have a video or a picture of exactly. emily this truck it's just this truck has just been mentioned by investigators yep. publicly So in alberton
1: out front of a barn
0: okay so it, it very well could be your partner's truck being driven by your partner or by jeff or just an altogether different truck because they haven't been yeah. so specific about specific about yeah. what it is
1: okay yeah see so dean's truck has a cap on it mm-hmm. um with no window in the back and it's never come off he's always had the same since we got the truck two years ago three years ago um so the truck that they were i guess showing in this picture or this video or whatever I'm not gonna lie, it's a pretty damn old truck, and it's nothing like e- either one of the, that the guys have. Okay. Like, so I don't know where this video or this picture or whatever this could be the truck, or I just didn't understand that whole concept, that whole yeah. Okay. Where's the truck coming from? Like, what does it matter? What truck she's in? That was weeks ago or months ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't
0: know. Yeah, you know, we're know. we're Jeff and your boyfriend. Yeah, you know. You know their brothers, they were together around that time. Has this created any kind of complications with you and your boyfriend about?
1: Um, no, not really. Cause I haven't really expressed how I truly feel about it to him because I want to wait for the outcome before mm-hmm. I jump to, it was your brother. He did something um, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make him believe that I think his brother's some kind of crazed maniac or whatever the case because I've never seen that side of Jeff before Mm -hmm. um so but I know he's been on a downward spiral the last couple of months but I've never seen an angry side of him Mm -hmm. like to think he would do anything but it just all kind of like doesn't it all kind of adds up and makes sense in a way but I don't want to be the one to say, Dean, sorry, but I think your brother's a murderer and I think uh, he needs to go to jail because I think he did something Emily. I just, I can't do that. I just want to let the police do their job and find out what happened before I say, well, you know, let me show you because I'm kind of like, you know, write a few things down and just, this is how I feel. It comes out that he did do something, right? So, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: In, I know there's. Uh, I guess it's been public. Is there's a, a, I guess a rift between um, you and Emily's family? Is that fair to say? Yeah,
1: I guess. What yeah. is
0: what from your point of view? What what is happening?
1: Um, I think it's because I have actually defended Jeff a couple of times, and I've put stuff online that I was told was fine, um, like about like what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. Big cops knew this the day they they questioned me Mm -hmm. so that everybody all of a sudden says two and a half months later we finally get a description of what she was wearing why couldn't you tell us this month ago i did i told the police okay i didn't tell you guys i told the police because they asked me i wasn't going to blast it on you. and then when i did i finally told people because i was told i was it was okay Mm -hmm. that there was like they wanted to see my dvrs they wanted to make sure i was telling the truth go ahead put the description out there fine i will Okay. you know like what she was wearing like I don't know if it's because I know more than they do or it's because they don't believe anything I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know why they have a hatred for me
0: mm-hmm.
1: um do you feel said, like
0: in these discussions with investigators and just people who know that you're connected with Emily have you ever felt like people are suspicious of you or pointing a finger at you at any point oh, in this?
1: definitely Definitely. There have been posts taken off of Facebook that people have written and have just like blasted me. You know something. You're probably hiding. It. I've had people come to my door and ask to search my house.
0: Ooh. Like and you mean people as in not cops? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, yeah, As in
1: just random people knocking on my door five, six of them at a time. Excuse me, can we search your house? Um, for Emily? Um you know why? Just because? By all means, go ahead. Like, I, I I don't know you from Adam, but you know what? I have nothing to hide. So come on in. Check it out. Wow. Like, are you uh, hiding her? Is she in the basement? Is she in a closet? I'm like, there's five of you. Why don't you look?
0: <laughs> wow. Um, That actually happened? Yes. Wow. Um, yep. So, it, you know, you would know a lot of, like, through working at the bar and connecting with people around Hamilton that would know Emily and be connected with her in yep. some way. What is there, like? it kind of a general kind of feeling as to what happened. Like are people seeing this as Emily maybe took off somewhere and is you know, just getting away from all this crap or, or is it pretty confident? There are people pretty confident that something bad happened to her.
1: Yeah. People are pretty confident that something bad's happened. Um, I've actually not heard anybody say, Oh, she just, switched. you know, she just screwed off for a little while. She needs to get her head together.
0: Not she happening. wouldn't
1: be gone a this long B. She would not leave her kids. Mm hmm. And see, she's not the kind of girl to run away from her problems. She would literally be like, oh my God, I'm stressed or I'm I'm this, I'm that. She would try and deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally think that the people that I still talk to in her kind of little group from the bar, um, they've all given me the same thing. Like something's happened. Everybody has a bad feeling. Everybody's got that what if but the what if isn't a what if it's more of a
0: who and where we need to and find out
1: what and yeah. why and where and why and like the girl of my roommate because i don't live with dean i live up the mountain, my roommate um she's just had this bad gut feelings since before even we knew she was missing she's like i have a bad feeling something's gonna happen like to somebody close and i just it's not gonna be a good outcome and i'm just I'm, Ugh. And then, as soon as I found out Emily was missing, she was like, "Oh my god!" She's like I knew it was somebody close to you. I just didn't know who it was going to be. Wow! And then the gut feeling went away. She's like, "We figured out what would have, who it was. Now we just have to figure out what happened."
0: Wow!
1: I'm like, Jesus, Crystal. <laughs> um,
0: well, that's that's wild. A forerunner, so to yeah. speak. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> wow. Okay. Well, I guess um, in in talking to you, I've learned a lot about about Emily and the people that surround her before we wrap it up. Is there anything else about Emily or her disappearance that you know, someone that people don't know that you want to get out there?
1: People assume and believe that she was this massive drug addict, and this, I'll do what I can for what I need or whatever. I've have heard a lot of people say bad things like that about her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't that person. She didn't go to trap houses. She didn't um, hunt for her addiction. She didn't fiend for her addiction. She did it when she could, and that was it. She just... People are setting the wrong guidelines for the police. They're sending them to these trap houses and these drug addicts or these drug dealers' houses and things. That's not the situation. She wasn't that kind of person. If they... Think that she was that type of person, they don't know her at all. Mm. Um, I think personally that the family needs to step back and let other people put their story in here, like me, for instance, Mm. um, and listen to what we have to say. Because none of them have given me even the time of day to tell them anything I know, um, except for Ben. which she he is the only one in that entire family that Emily would die for she would give her heart for. she would give her life for um and I don't know I think people need to step back and stop assuming the kind of person she was before she disappeared because it's not who she was she was not that person that everybody's making her out to be yes she had a hard life yes she struggled a lot she didn't have a family for a long time and because of that, she turned out to be guarded and um, a little bit. What's uh, the word I'm of looking for? Not guarded. As yeah, she became guarded with her family. She didn't want them to know anything about her, anything that was going on in her life, because when she did, they made the story their own story, they made it. Oh, she's, you know, doing this and doing that and she's just giving her kids away. And she wasn't that kind of girl. She did what she had to do to protect her children. She did what she had to do to protect herself and she never fiend, and she was never the kind of person to chase after her addiction. And that is the biggest problem I have with everything that's being said online right now. And everything that's being said about her being on drugs. She did not chase it. She did not be in for it. She didn't want to do it. She just did it when it was there. and It was convenient. And I don't know. They make her out to be this horrible drug addict. And she really wasn't. So I just want people to know that she she was very controlled. It was very controlled. And she probably could have quit at the drop of a dime. And it wouldn't have even phased her. So I just... People are looking down that area, you know, maybe it was, you know, she's this human trafficking or she's selling her body for dope or whatever, and she got mixed up with the wrong people. No, that's not going to be the situation. It's not, because that's not who she was.
0: I want to thank you for joining Nikki and I for a discussion surrounding the disappearance of Emily Bailey. As you probably feel as well, many of the things Nikki said completely changed the way I view Emily's disappearance. And perhaps some of her comments even shed light on the decisions law enforcement have made in the case. Someone out there knows what happened to Emily. And I suspect, well, I at least hope that they'll come forward and tell authorities what happened. Emily and her loved ones deserve it. And with that, I'll wrap up this episode of Nighttime. But before we part, I want to give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Nikki for sharing an evening with me and with you, the listeners at Nighttime. I'd also like to thank Monty Data for contributing the music for this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. And lastly, but most importantly, I have a big thanks to everyone who listens to Nighttime as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to help take a bit of weight off the show's back, make sure you're listening on the premium feed. And not only does the premium feed make the show possible, it'll give you more of it as I'm adding exclusive content regularly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, keep the show alive at patreon.com slash nighttime And on the topic of the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers, Christina, Laura, and Jennifer. Thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it financially, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If anyone has any story ideas, wants to give feedback on the show, or contribute a voice memo to be aired in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com contact. So I hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte.
1: Hi. Her name is Elsbeth.
0: Elsbeth Tassieri.
1: You know her as the offbeat but brilliant defense attorney from The Good Wife and The Good Fight. You've been a very busy little bee. Buzz, buzz. Now she's in New York with the NYPD. This is very different. But still using her unconventional ways to find the truth. You're trying to sniff me, Miss Tassioni. <laughs> Elspeth, new series Thursdays on Global. Stream on Stack TV.